everyone, and welcome to Magical Streaming, a podcast where we watch Disney Plus and then talk about it. My name is Amber. My name is Marie. And this week we're talking about Ice Princess. Yes. It was podcaster's choice because it is the first week of the month. Um, we missed last week, so next week we will talk about Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. Um, it was Marie's choice, and... Yeah, like the spring just made me nostalgic for ice skating because that's when when I was little we would have the figure skating show at the end of the year like it would be mid-April-ish but close enough so you know (laughs) yes Marie used to be a figure skater is what we're learning here well yeah like any good Canadian I learned to skate when I was very little and you and your brother played hockey yep just one of these one of those stereotypes Canadian families yeah I I learned to skate in my backyard my dad would make a small skating (laughs) rink over the spot where there was a garden like with a hose and everything oh my goodness I learned to skate um when I was 16 and by learn to skate, I mean I went on the ice for the very first time when I was 16 uh, at a skating rink in Muskegon. And I didn't fall as much as one would have thought. Yeah, I mean, had you ever rollerbladed? No, um, I only ever roller skated. But yeah, I used to go to a different. lot of roller skating parties in the sixth grade. It was like once a month we would have a roller skating party at their roller rink and it was like three dollars to get in and that was like all the sixth grade drama happened (laughs) i mean yeah like roller skating and ice skating not quite the same because the you know your center of gravity is not distributed quite the same way but the moving basics are pretty much the same so so long as you know how to stand You should be good to go. If you can stand, you can skate. You heard it here, folks. If you already know how to skate in some other form, is what I mean. Um, Yeah, your biggest problem is always with stopping yourself. Yeah, just like skiing. Yeah, I just don't... Anyway. Anyway! So that is why we chose, well, I chose Ice Princess for this month's podcaster's choice so i'm gonna start off as usual with the synopsis off of disney plus here it goes a brainy ugly duckling realizes her dream of becoming a champion figure skater with the help of physics a disgraced coach three snooty ice princesses and a chorus of stage parents and a hunky boy who drives the zamboni wow i cannot like what is this First of all, the idea that Michelle Trackenberg is an ugly uh, duckling. could ever be, like, she had less makeup on that makes her an ugly... Like, I don't even... I don't even know. I don't... Ugh. There is honestly no... But, I mean, isn't that just the way they do it yeah. in movies? Like, the awkward, ugly girl. I'm surprised suddenly. she didn't have glasses. That's true. Very true. That's usually the way it is. And then they take off the glasses as a revelation. Yes. But, yeah, like... Also, like... 
Well, I guess the three girls are a little snooty at the beginning, but they're fine. Anyway, and also her dream of becoming a champion ice skate, like, figure skater, it's... Was it a very dormant dream? Because she's skating at the beginning. Doesn't mean she dreams of becoming a champion figure yeah, skater to start with. I don't think like, so either. I, I think it's a very recent dream. Anyway, as always, we have issues with the synopsis on Disney+. Plus. All right. So then I'll give you in some history. There's not a lot. Surprisingly, because this was actually a theater release. So yeah. I would have thought that there would be more information, but there's not. There's actually, there wasn't that much trivia either. Like, I managed to piece together a few things here and there. But ultimately, there's not a lot out there. All right. Well, March... 18th, 2005, is when the movie was released in theaters. Uh, it was produced by Lake Buena Vista Pictures, so not under Disney, but under Disney. Yeah. Um, it had a budget of $25 million. Yeah, it says Disney's Ice Princess, but it wasn't... It's Disney live action. Yeah. Um, budget of $25 million in 2005 money, which is... Thirty-three million forty dollars. Yep, thirty. Thirty-three million forty thousand eight hundred thirty-four dollars and sixty-one cents in twenty twenty money, and had a box office of twenty-seven point six million, which is thirty-six million four hundred seventy-seven thousand eighty-one dollars and forty-one cents in twenty twenty money. So, not a lot of profit, not a loss either. Right. So pretty much yeah. broke even yeah um filming took place between may 3rd and july 23rd of 2004 in toronto uh the whole movie was filmed there and the script was actually uh co-written by meg cabot mm. of the princess diaries fame interesting yes i thought that was interesting too um and it was nominated for 20 awards at the 2005 annual Teen Film Slash TV Series International Awards. Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I might have some other things that you didn't touch on. Touch on, so we'll see if I can throw in some, uh, some more trivial facts. Yeah. But history-wise, and obviously there's no staying power in this movie because it's not that kind of... Movie. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's it's not... It just is what it is. It's a pretty standard movie. It's a live action. It's not going to have a presence, really, other than, apparently, because you did mention, well, we went with the box office numbers, um, not a huge success in theaters, but um, from what I saw, they did really well with DVD, Blu-ray, and oh, okay. at that time they were still selling VHS. Uh, but yeah, they did pretty well with those sales, and it has become somewhat of a uh, summer, uh, wintertime classic. So like, it's usually it can be found in some Christmas lineups because of the wintry theme of the movie. That's I am giving Marie a look that says I don't listen, agree with that. <laughs> I don't. I'm not saying it's a Christmas movie, but some channels, if it takes place in winter, they're like it fits. <laughs> You know, like... It doesn't even really take place in winter. It doesn't really, know. It takes... I <laughs> it mean, it's kind of... ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it takes place... I think it starts in the spring, because yeah. she's towards the end of the year. 
then she's having the over summer, summer recital. And then in the fall is when they do the um, competition. So, yeah, I don't think it even gets to winter time. But anyway, it's, or I guess, no, it has to be winter time at some point because she's skating on the pond. Yeah. Yeah, so. Whatever. Anyway, it, it kind of just passes by the idea that there's winter at some point. But, you know, it's on ice, so. Um, actually, the pond, that is one thing I just mentioned, is not a pond. It was a custom ice rink that was built for the film. Which makes a lot of sense because I don't think there's very many ponds out there where you can just straight up drive out in a Zamboni. Like, I'm just gonna go with a hot take right now. That boy dumb. I, you, he just, he didn't test any, anything. He's just like, huh, this pond, the ice is thick enough for this tiny, tiny girl to skate on. Well, probably my Zamboni won't sink. I mean, realistically, it wouldn't have happened. But anyway, that's how the Zamboni Zamboni got on. It wasn't actually a pond. Makes sense. Um, Now, in terms of some of the actresses in training, so uh, Michelle Trackenberg herself had never really skated before. Um, She learned professional skating for the movie in 10 months. Um, she did utilize stunt doubles for different portions of each routines. Uh, so some of the jumps, but not all of the jumps. She did some of the jumps herself. She did some of the spinning herself. Um, and a lot of the skating was ultimately done by her. She was the only member of the cast who was able to do the outside edge spread eagle, which is a very complex move that a lot of professionals can't do. Could you do it? No. (laughs) It wasn't really, like, I never got to, I don't know what level I got to, um, cause it, I wasn't, I never did competitive. Like, one year, I went to competitions, but I wasn't really, like, I wasn't in a separate competitive training group. Okay. Like, it was just our group, and some of us went into competition, uh, but I never did. I, n- I know I never got to junior level, that's for sure. Uh, probably novice. But anyway, I, I would have to look back at some of my old papers and badges. Because, yeah, they would give you actual patches that you had to sew onto your... Like, we had a whole uniform just for practices. When you sign up for figure skating, first of all, you need actual... Yeah, it was expensive. <laughs> um but, you know, my brother was doing hockey, so my parents were like, we, you know, we're, we're going to put some money on her, too, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was every year uh, we had the uniform consisted, obviously, you need actual figure skates. You can't just use any type of skates. They have to be the white figure skates. Uh, we had tights mm-hmm. that had to be beige color. Uh, we had a navy skirt. We had a white turtleneck long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. We had a white sweater also. And I think maybe we'd have a pair of pants or I don't... Like, also, I remember having leg warmers. I don't know if these were part of the uniform or if they were just, like... I don't remember having to wear a helmet. But maybe I did. I don't know. Anyway, I started when I was five and I, I 
was I quit when I was 10 so I didn't really ever get to very far in terms of uh levels and competition competition and the one competition I did I didn't place or anything and I remember actually my mom obviously I was sad but my mom and I like I realized after the fact but at the time I was maybe nine years old so to me it was like oh it's my mom she knows she like looked at the list of scores where I was I think I I think I placed like seventh or eighth out of how many I don't remember it probably wasn't that many like maybe like like, out of nine (laughs) no maybe like a dozen or 15 or so like maybe halfway up yeah yeah and then she would she went like so like no you see these two they have pretty much the same score and these two are so really you're kind of like fourth (laughs) like she just played around and honestly I don't know if that was because I didn't really even read the list so much so I don't know if she was just trying to make me feel better well she was trying to make me feel better that's so sweet but yeah so I got uh, I got a medal for participation or I don't know I would have I I don't know if I still have it it might be one of the things that we got rid of when we were decluttering anyway I still have the pin from the organization anyway so this was uh my one single experience with competitive skating I think I went to two competitions I remember it involved getting up while it was still dark outside I mean and packing up in a van Ugh. my worst nightmare yeah anywho um so yeah no I was not able to do the spread eagle double like it's it is very I tried it and it is very difficult but I like Basically, I could spin, and there's two jumps that I was able to do, like... Could you still do them, do you think? Now? No. <laughs> I would have... I would... I mean, if I practice, maybe, but it would involve the, a decent amount of practice before. Because it's scary. Like, once you lose the... um, Once you don't have the practice anymore... Like, when I was in it, when I was doing... Basically, we would have practices every Saturday... I wasn't scared to jump Mm -hmm. at that time or to try to spin because I was in it. This was something I had been doing for five years. Mm -hmm. So I like usually, I mean, I'm saying that maybe I never really did progress further because I was scared to jump and so I didn't give myself entirely. So like I lifted up in the air and I landed clean, but it wasn't very impressive. Um, but now, no. Like, I would be scared to fall. And I would probably, most definitely fall. I also don't really remember the technique. There is one of them where, yeah, like, you had to do kind of a three pattern to, like, go and then turn around and then use the toe pick to hit and then do a jump. That's scary. (laughs) Yeah. That was actually my favorite one. That was the, that was the easiest one for me to do. Like, there was one that literally just involved skating forward and then jumping, like, turning halfway in the air and landing on your other foot the other direction. And I didn't like that one as much. It wasn't harder, necessarily. I just didn't like it. Anywho, 
uh, yeah, so Michelle Trackenberg did, she has, she said she was working nearly 24 hour long days while shooting the film because some of that 10 month training was still taking place during filming. So she would be doing, um, some filming for the scenes for the movie. And then once people left, she would still be out on the ice practicing. And obviously she did sustain some significant injuries from, because it's a sport and it's a dangerous sport. And yeah, when, you know, when you're falling, you're falling, you're not falling from ground level, you're falling from up in the air and you're falling on ice. Ugh. And if you fall wrong, like. The other thing I read is uh, she was working some of the longest days because one, she has such a big part in the film, but also, uh, she was an adult where the other girls were not adults. That's true, yeah. So she could shoot for much longer. Yeah. Because of laws. Yeah, I don't know how long, uh, how old Aiden Panettiere was when they did the movie. can't imagine she's that much younger than Michelle Trackenberg. Let's see. She is born in 1989. So in 2004. How old were you? Uh, 2000, I was still in high school. So, yeah, she was under 18. Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah, that explains it. Um, but, I mean, so, okay. Hayden Panettiere herself did do uh, a lot of her own skating, most of her own skating, actually, for the film. She barely utilized a stunt double. You can actually tell that when she's doing her long program performance, and at the end she does the long, like, really tight spin, you can't put her like it's her face you can see it the camera is on her head like upper torso as she's spinning and it's her face you can't do that kind of editing right so that was her um for a lot of it was her doing the skating um but ultimately the other girls were professional figures well professional they were young but they were figure skaters uh, competitive so, figure skaters. Yeah, they were competitive figure skaters. So Chris, uh, Kristen Olsen, uh, who plays Nikki, is a former figure skater. Um, so she placed fifth in the novice level for the U.S. National Championship in 2005. So a year after the movie came out. And, well, no, actually, the year. The year the movie came a out. A year after they filmed. Um, and then in 2007, she, 2007, she placed ninth at the junior level in the championship and I think like a year after that seventh and yeah the year after that 13th and then she quit uh so she doesn't skate anymore now she does coaching I mean obviously this is a movie that came out 15 years ago (laughs) right as they say in the movie the shelf life of a figure skater like most professional athletes is not not very long um Jocelyn Lee who plays Tiffany is also a figure former skater I don't think she really did much competing, though, because uh, I couldn't find really any information in terms of, or maybe she's just in place, I don't know. Uh, and now she's switched on to pursuing a medical career. Uh, and then actually the only one that still somewhat skates is, well, I mean, I guess Kirsten does coaching, so that's right. That's usually one of the two ways you go as a figure skater. You either take on coaching or you do the not the entertainment performances instead uh which is the case for juliana canaroso who plays zoe the competing yeah 
Um, she actually, she won two gold medals on the I, ISU Junior Grand Prix Series, and then she retired from competitive skating in the two, following the 2007-2008 season. Uh, she toured with Holiday on Ice in Europe, and according to Wikipedia, she currently performs as the primary soloist in the ice skating show Turn It Up at Bush Gardens. In Tampa, uh, Florida? In Tampa Bay, yes. Um... I don't know if this is still accurate. The show is still going on. That I can see on the Bush Gardens website, but it does not list the performers. So right. it, I don't know if she's still doing that. But I mean, it's very possible. You see a lot of professional figure skaters who have given up competitive skating because they've pretty much aged out of it um, and go on well into their 40s to do shows, basically. Right. Um, so in the, and actually, uh, Kristen Olsen was chosen by Michelle Trachtenberg for the role of Nikki because she told them, like, choose whoever you want, but you have to choose the little one with the red hair. She's perfect. <laughs> and, um, it is actually, from what I could tell on her IMDb page, her nickname is listed as the jumping shrimp. So I don't know if that was her nickname prior to the movie right. and they decided to incorporate it in the movie or if that was that became her nickname after the movie cuz she okay. really started most of her professional competing uh in 2004. So she was right. still somewhat of a newcomer at, you know, to the competitive aspect um after the movie. Um now, the physics that they use in the movie are also accurate, and sometimes they had to redo some of it afterward because somebody double-checked those facts and was Why like... Why didn't someone double-check it first? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, every theory that is said in the movie and every physics shout-out is all correct. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it is physics, it's... It's science. The law of gravity and, like, obviously there's an artistic aspect, but to the technique, technical aspect, it's, it is right. a lot about gravity and theory of movement and just all of that. Um, now, the name Tina Harwood is a reference to Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding. Uh, obviously, as we see, Tina tried to cheat her way to the top by injuring another skater in the same way that... Tanya Harding was accused of being involved in the attack on Nancy Kerrigan, a skating competitor. To be uh, fair, in the movie, Tina is said to have carried out the act herself. Like, she purposely injured another skater. Where Tanya is said yeah, to be involved in different, the scheme. Yeah, it's a different, obviously, different scenario. But, you know, and also the fact that uh, for Tina in the movie, they were considering reinstating her at a certain point, and at that point she was too old. But, and I don't think Tanya Harding was ever no, allowed she was, to compete again. She was barred from competing ever again. Yeah, you should watch I Tanya. It's great. <sighs> I know. It's just, I, it's a kind of movie I feel you have to be in a mood for, and I'm never in the mood for it. <laughs> I watched it. It's listed under comedies on Netflix. It is. And there are 
funny moments. Yeah, I guess, like, it, you know what else is listed on the comedies on Netflix? Patch Adams. That movie tears <laughs> your heart out. Like, and it, I guess it is funny also, but I don't know. There should be a category that exists for Sad. a little funny, but will also make you cry. Sad but funny. Which is what most Disney movies, animated movies, and Pixar movies would <laughs> fall under. <laughs> Good will make you laugh, but will also make you cry. Um, a little cute little fact. Both sets of mom and daughters share birthdays. Uh, so both Mich- uh, Michelle Trackenberg and Joan Cusack are born on October 11th. And both Hayden what? Panettiere and Kim Catherall are born on August 21st. You know who else is born on October Veronica. 11th? I was going to say the twins were the parents. No. <laughs> okay. I thought we were talking personal. No, but the second you said October 11th, I had a flashback to the parent trap. Your birthday's October 11th? <sighs> oh, the look you gave me at first, though, when you said no, I had a moment of fear that I was getting Veronica's birthday wrong. And I was like, I'm putting this out in the public, and Veronica's going to know. <laughs> I'm not great with birthdays. I'm I like I'm great with approximation. Is it but October 11th or is it October 10th? I feel like it's the 11th. Okay, this is <laughs> anyway. If it's wrong, I'm sorry, Veronica. I got the gist of it. The gist of it. She knows when your birthday is, <laughs> and she knows when my birthday is. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, this is not fact that's needed for this. Why are you looking it up? <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm not. Proving to be a bad friend out on the internet. Yeah. All right. I'm going to keep going. While it's October 8th. Oh, no. I, which is what I was thinking. But then I was like, what if I'm wrong? And I oh, you know what it is? I think Ellie's birthday is December, December 11th. 11th. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Veronica, I'm a bad friend. I'm... thank you for being a guest on our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was October 8th, even though I didn't speak up. Oh. Now I feel bad. Moving on. <laughs> um, so ba- I just basically have one last fact about this one, which is um, Zara Lari is an Emirati figure skater, and she's the first figure skater from the United Arab Emirates to compete internationally. Uh, she is a two-time Emirati national champion, and it is Ice Princess. That inspired her to take up the sport. And then she became the first figure skater to complete a performance in a hijab. I did see pictures of her, which is so... They're so good. She looks so good. Yeah. Like, she did... um, She was aiming to go into the 2018 Olympics, but um, from what I can see, she didn't. I don't know if it's... I mean, you know, I don't know why. Because it's not like there, I don't think there were other people that placed above her uh, from the country, but they decided they decided not to send her anyway. I don't know. So that's it for my facts. And uh, as we've stated, there's not really staying power. No, there's not. So, do you have some hot takes about the movie? I have some hot takes about two thousands fashion. Um, you can tell this was made in the early 2000s. You can tell with every outfit that Hayden Panettiere's character wears from the 
bubblegum pink and baby blue poncho with the matching blue eyeshadow to the puffy pink coat with pink glittery hat that is not long enough to cover like her ears. I don't understand the purpose of this hat. It doesn't cover her ears. Um, The idea that when they do the make like makeover reveal with Casey and it's like she is now wearing blush and eyeliner that's she has eyeshadow too but she looks pretty much the same no I see a difference she looks pretty much the same I see a difference I don't think she looks the same um I said pretty much lots of lip gloss so much lip gloss it was a time for lip gloss um Oh, I realized something that you didn't hit on. The actor who plays the son. Uh, oh my goodness. Trevor? Uh, no. Teddy. 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 Um, he actually had to learn how to drive a Zamboni. <laughs> and often he was the one who drove the Zamboni before the takes to get the, the ice smooth. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. It was one of the things he remembers from... uh, He auditioned, and then it was put on hold, and he was just kind of in limbo. And then they brought him back and were like, yes, but you've got to learn how to drive a Zamboni. So he did. Um, Yeah, it's just a really weird... I don't understand how she made enough money to even do any of the things, because... Yeah, I mean, she definitely... It's expensive. It is. Well, I mean, she traded a lot, like... But how did, how did she, she have this have much to trade? She didn't have a coach. She... Which, the most thing is that, you know, coach is one of the most expensive. Uh, she didn't have to get costumes. Because for the first competition, she was just wearing her old costume. Yeah. Um, She didn't have to get anyone like for choreography because the other girls helped her in exchange for the choreography she didn't get new skates but she did take ballet lessons yes yes she took ballet lessons she trained at the gym and she got some ice rink time so i don't know in those years how much that would add up to it's un- it is unrealistic that she would have made enough money just from working <laughs> at the snack bar in the skating rink. Right. Especially because that skating rink, like, it doesn't even look... Like, you know when the snack bar at our skating rink was getting the most crowds and was the busiest? During school hockey games. Not school hockey games, just hockey games. We didn't have school hockey games. Your school didn't have a hockey team? Maybe in high school. I don't know. But, no, it was just the... There wasn't peewee hockey? That was just the... City League. There was an actual City League that's not related to school. That's what my brother played. He wasn't playing through school. He was just signed up for the league. Anyway. But yeah, anyway. it was during during the games is when they would have the most business. And I did not see a single hockey game in this movie like the times she's working and you can see the skating rink in the background it looks like it's just free skating time and 
that wasn't really a time that I went personally to the snack <laughs> bar after free skating time. I don't know. Yeah. Unrealistic. Yeah, no, because she would definitely have been doing minimum wage. Right. Which I don't know what minimum wage in 2005 in Connecticut was. But... You know what? It's probably not that much less than it is right now. Yeah, probably not. It's probably similar. Anyway, yeah, that is, um, but you know, we're not here for, we're not here for reality. We're here for a movie. That's true. Most, most everything that's portrayed, especially in figure skating movies, doesn't tend to be real. Well. Or accurate. Like, there's no way she would have gotten to that level after just a summer's worth of practice. There's just no I mean, way. she was skating for years before that. Yeah, she was skating out on a pond. Like, but the the amount of practice that you get from junior level isn't about learning how to skate. <laughs> like, she knew how to skate. She knew how to turn a little bit. She knew how to break. Okay, that's what you learn first level. You know, like after my first year of skating, I mean, I already she knew how to do. She did a jump. This. Yeah, from the practice, but. That's one very... During the like, recital. Yeah, I know, but... Listen, all I'm saying is it's unrealistic. You need years of practice. And, like, professional... Like, competing junior-level skaters have worked for hours to get to the level they're at. And for her to come after, like, a few months of practice and be at their level is just not realistic. Okay, well... Is all I'm saying. That's all you're saying, but here's what I'm saying. Maybe she's just naturally really good. (laughs) But it's... You know, most every talent is... Like, you can have talent, but most of it is hard work. I mean, there is natural talent that you have to refine. Yeah, but you can't refine it to that level in three months. I anyway, that was like that was a comment when I was looking for trivia. That was a comment that like an actual skater commented, being like, "Ice skating movies never really show reality. This is just unrealistic." Like because of the fact that they train for watch, hours on end. Watch I Tanya, and you'll see ice skating portrayed realistically because. She has to go through all this, like, it talks about how much time she's spending and how much money it costs and how much, like... Yeah, but that's a biopic. Well... That's different. Sort of. So it could be (laughs) embellished also. Anyway. Do you have any other hot takes? Teddy's not that cute. Well, he is cute. And I mean, it's a small town. He doesn't look anything like his mother or sister. Yeah, he must look like his dad. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) But, no, I think he's, like, he's cute. He's not hot, but he's cute. I don't, I don't like him. Um, now this is a movie that very heavily hits on the trope of, it's not your dream. It's It's... not my dream, it's yours. (laughs) It's not your dream, it's mine! (laughs) Finally, I'd love to see some of those movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm changing around. Uh, yeah, with both sets of moder- mother-daughter. Yeah. Like, no, it's not my dream to go to university. It's yours. And I mean, what's stopping her? Like, 
I mean, she walked out on her scholarship. No, I mean her mom. What do you mean? What's stopping her mom from going back to school if it's that important for one of them to go to university? It's not about just going to university. It's about going to Harvard. (sighs) People need to put so much less weight on fancy schools. Right. I mean, nowadays... A degree is a degree. There is some... Schools that it's better to get a degree from. And nowadays, if you make under a certain amount of money and you qualify for schools like Harvard or Yale or any of the big ones, you will go for free if your parents make below whatever. It's usually like 70K. Um, you can have a full ride. To Harvard or Yale? Mm-hmm. 70K is not that high. Alrighty. But only about 5% or less get in. Get in, that's true. So you've got to be part of that 5% to get in, and then everybody else is paying bucket loads of money if they make over 70K, so. Yeah, but it's just like, I feel I'm thinking about John Mulaney right now. Like, what is college? (laughs) Yeah. Let's stop going until we figure it out. That's easy for the two of us who have not graduated from college to say. Well, no, like, I'm not saying all of, like, <laughs> obviously college is decidedly anti-college stance. No, college is, I'm anti the idea of paying, like, what is it, $50,000 a year to go to somewhere like Harvard, if not more. <laughs> Funny, 50000 It's more. <laughs> yeah, so, like... Or is that maybe a semester? I don't know. Point is... Too much. Yeah, it's just too much because of the fact that they've given themselves this prestigious image. When well, you it's can not get... just about image. It's about longevity. <sighs> There's a history. Yeah, but that shouldn't be worth so much. <laughs> like, okay, you have a pretty old building. Woohoo. <laughs> Let's add an extra 10k on your tuition for that. Like, I don't think universities, well, some universities in Europe are probably more expensive than others, like Oxford. But even then, every building in Europe is old and has history. I don't think it affects the cost. So, it is part of prestige, but it's also about who you have as teachers. Like, they tend to be more elevated, they've accomplished more impressive things in their career, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think it should cost as much as it does, but I'm saying, like, there is something that people are paying for in order to go to these schools. I agree that a degree is a degree as long as you actually learn what you need to know uh, to get that degree, then it shouldn't matter, but like, you know, it's just also, if you're going in a field that's very hard to get into right now, but, like... I mean, people are impressed. Yeah, but If you say, I graduated from Harvard, people are like, oh, dang, only 5% of people get into Harvard. You ought to be the top 5% of those applicants. You know? Yeah, anyway, we're... <laughs> Marie is anti-Ivy League schools. Apparently. And it's, I mean, I just don't like the concept that it's, it makes you better 
in the eyes of society because <laughs> I've got a, I've got something to tell you about the eyes of society. Yeah, the eyes of society suck. So, Casey is not going to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. She's going to become a figure skater instead. Yep, that's the just the movie. But is that a smart idea? I mean, she's still taking classes. Right. I guess as long as she gets, you know, as long as she has a plan for after she's done competitive skating, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, most, I think most athletes do, or most athletes, like, you know, if you do competing, and at some point you potentially get money from competing, even if you're 28, again, you're never too old to go back to school. Like, actually, there is specifically a figure skater from Quebec. She participated in, uh, let me see when. She was in the Olympics. I just don't remember which. Uh, 2010. Okay, so she was in the 2010 Olympics and she won a bronze medal, I think. Um, I can't see which medal. Anyway, she she won a medal. <laughs> and then, um, so she, I think after the te- 2010 Olympics, she retired from, or actually, no, in, in 2013, she confirmed that she would not compete for the spot of the 2014 Olympics. Um, so at some point she just kind of, you know, retired also from figure skating. And she just now this year earned her medical degree because she went back to school after she was done. In 2015, she enrolled in medical preparatory at McGill University. So, you know... And then she went on to medical school in 2016. So you don't necessarily have to have a plan before you're done ice skating. You can go on to make yourself a different life after you're done ice skating. All right. All right. Fine. You win. (laughs) Yeah. But ultimately, in this particular case, she is taking classes as she is skating. So it'll take her longer to get a degree, but she might still get a degree before she's done competing. Fair enough. And this is all fictional and she might, you know, break her ankle and never (laughs) compete again five minutes after the end of the movie. Wow. Way to bring us down here. (laughs) So this leaves who is the villain? I don't think, like, okay. Obviously um Tina does some villainous things. Yeah, like, she's not a great person. She is obviously... She's an antagonist that comes around. Yeah, exactly. So, like, she has her own arc of redemption. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as she said, she, well, in her own life, she paid for what she did by never being able to compete again. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, no, it's, so, I wouldn't rank her. There's no villain in this movie. No villain. It's not, you know. The villain is global warming. (laughs) Villains, if it's not, like, 
a superhero movie or it's not an animated Disney movie. Most movies that are just basically like family movie or dramas or romantic comedies or, you know, those range of movies, they don't really have villains. Fair enough. Fine. So that gives us final ranking. Uh, I would, I like this movie. Like, it, it brings me nostalgia from my few years of figure skating. And every time I see it, I'm like, I wish I could start up again and, you know, get back on the ice and get to the point where I'm able to do some fun things again. And, you know, it's, it's not an amazing movie. But it's enjoyable. I would give it a 7.5. I'm going to come in right around there. I was going to give it a 7. It's enjoyable. It's a nice family watch. Uh, you know, there's some drama, but it's light. You know it's going to be yeah, resolved. Yeah, it's lighthearted. Uh, you know, and there's it's got some a pretty happy costumes, ending. Nice soundtrack from the 2000s. Yeah. Toxic by Britney Spears. But instrumental only. Yeah. That's actually a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes that's how it is at, like, figure skating shows and stuff, because you have to get the rights. Madonna. Yeah. Was with music words, so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, No, I feel like Toxic also had words. I'm going to watch it again to prove you wrong. It's on the Wikipedia page that it is instrumental only. But I distinctly remember... (laughs) Fine. <laughs> so rewatchability. I would watch it probably like a few times a year. I'd say the same. A few months, a few months in between, and then yeah, just like pull it back out. Yeah, for Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's winter themed. No. Fine. Pull it back out at the beginning of December. Which is not Christmas time, it's just December. Fine. Alright, so that means next week we're going to be talking about Cinderella. Cinderella, yes, for a chronological movie. Um, Yeah, I guess that's it for this week then. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's been a few weeks, guys. Like, I mean, obviously it is still... It's still, it's Corona time. Yeah, Corona time. What a wild time in our lives. So we're still... Every day is the same. Every Days have lost meaning. That's true. Hours don't exist anymore. Uh, my sleeping pattern is shot. Um, and it's just, you know, sometimes you just get in a mood. And it makes it hard to do things. I mean, I still have work five days a week, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I might start again, but I don't right now. So, that doesn't help. But also, you know, it's just not being able to go out and... I hear you. Yeah, so it's it's been interesting. Not looking for a repeat anytime soon. Everybody I mean, hit us ongoing. up with what you're watching on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, to make it through the quarantine. Yeah. Just, like, what are you doing to make staying home a little more livable... So yeah, you can reach us. And we just got that was real time with Amber and Marie. That's the real time portion of the podcast. 
Uh, yeah, so you can reach us as always on social media. We have Facebook page Magical Streaming. We are on Instagram Magical Streaming. We are on Twitter Stream the Magic. There and you go. we also have a an email at magicalstreaming at yahoo.com. So yeah, just hit us up with questions, suggestions, any comment, anything. We're always here to we're always here. <laughs> we're just always here. Yeah, like it's there's there's no time anymore where we're just anywhere else. So yeah. That's it. <laughs> and until next time, enjoy your magical streaming. Bye bye.